0: the power of their data wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.
1: Western and Southern Financial Group put our financial strength behind you. Visit WesternSouthern.com.
0: Baseball present, baseball past. Gonna share a few stories. Gonna have.
1: Welcome into the Jim Day podcast. Hope everyone is good out there. And as always, we thank you for the support. Now, we are going to go deep inside the Reds front office today. Our guest is uh, one of my favorite dudes around, and that being General Manager Nick Kroll. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jim. How you doing? I'm good. You're good? good? Well, you know, you've been in the news a lot, and that being the, uh, we're not too far removed from the MLB trade deadline, which uh, you guys are very active, and you know I know you're not in this game looking for applause from media pundits and such, but uh, the the moves you made were very much applauded pretty much universally across the league. Uh, You have to feel good about what you guys accomplished.
2: Yeah, you feel good about it. You know, it's tough to trade players off your big league club. It's tough to trade players off your club for a number of reasons, one. Because you don't, want, you're getting rid of good players. Two, you take players that have been here for a long time. Tyler miley has been here roughly 11 years, yeah. uh, and, and you have players that are friends with those guys, friends with them in the clubhouse. They're they're good veteran presence. But yeah. at the same time, we, we knew where we are. We knew what we had to do, and and you know we feel good about moves we've made all year. Uh, coming into this year starting uh, at, at the beginning in, in, uh, at the beginning of spring training and, and, you know, going through the trade deadline.
1: Some of these players that you got, uh, and you got, what, 10 uh, minor league prospects out of these deals, I think, um, hit the ground running these guys. Uh, you've got good reports so far?
2: Yeah, good reports so far. Uh, it, it's been, you know, I, I know that there's some things that we've had. Uh, you know, for example, Edwin Arroyo, he had to go from low A to rookie ball. Uh, we had COVID issues in, in – in Both Dayton, Daytona, and the DSL for that matter, over the last uh, two weeks. So it's you know for for those reasons we have kind of moved some guys around. Not easiest to get up and running at those new new levels, but you know with where they are, where they're going, they're they're going to be fine. And and, uh, you know it's been it's been good to stop at those levels. I actually drove home from Miami uh, after the trade deadline. Hold up, you drove from Miami. I did. I drove. I drove. Saw Daytona. And then I drove from Daytona, saw Chattanooga, and then before I met us in New York. So it, it was uh, uh, it, it was great to be able to see those, those those players and some of the new guys that have come in, uh, where they are, and, and you know just get some first reports from from guys. Uh, Levi Stouts already moved, and and you know just guys coming in. And hey, it, it's tougher, guys. You know, I, I think that people say, "Oh yeah, you get traded, and you just pick up." Well. You, yeah. get, you come in and if you go to a level where you didn't get traded with somebody from your own own team that you were on, it, it's tough because you're making new friends. You're trying to figure out, hey, where do I go get groceries? You know, where am I going to live? There's a lot of different things that there that uh, I don't think people think of when it's you're trying to acclimate somebody to a to a new environment.
1: When you're, um, you're you're trading away veterans that have some service time left, and in this market, and we've talked about the the small market and. I'll say it, the inequities of of baseball um, as far as payrolls go, et cetera, revenue. Um, Can you just explain, because there's a a lot of misconception out there about the plan. Um, Just what that plan is if you're going, being the the smallest market in the league or a small market team, uh, what that plan would be in your eyes building within.
2: Yeah, I, I think first and foremost we have to grow a player pipeline, and the player pipeline comes through scouting and player development, mm-hmm. acquiring players into our system, and then developing them through our system to be productive big league players. That's what we have to do. We have to rely on that. We have to we have to be a team that is that is constantly relying on our player pipeline. If we have a strong player pipeline year over year, that means we're going to end up having strong big league teams year yeah. over year, and that's how we can create sustainability. But we have to be able to do that. You know, we're we're going to be able to have. Um, some free agents here here and there but you know we have to create the majority of our major league major league player uh production from our player pipeline and if we don't we're not going to be successful so that's what we've we've changed that focus we, we we've changed it and said okay everything we can do to bring players pi- players into our pipeline if we can bring a good solid foundation of of our player pipelines uh, in, in in scouting and player development then we're going to have a really good foundation for, to build off for our major league club. And, and that's where we have to, that's what we have to do.
1: One thing when people ask me, I tell them to look back at the 2010 team, or yeah. that run that you had made playoffs three out of four years, um, look at that roster and tell me where most of those guys came from.
2: Yeah, you go around the diamond and I can go Ryan Hannigan catching, Joey Votto. Um, I mean, Brandon Phillips was a, was was a, a trade as a, as a player that was designated for assignment. Yeah. Um, you know, Todd Frazier, uh, uh, Drew Stubbs, Jay Bruce, Johnny Cueto, Homer Bailey, Mike Lee, These guys were all homegrown. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Th- these guys were all homegrown players that came up through our system. But we need to continue to do that. We need to continue to put that yeah. focus on player pipeline year after year because you're going to get your superstars and your role players from that player pipeline. And we need to f- continue to build through that group. And some of these guys, yeah, they might have come in and a but in a couple of years, they're going to be uh, contributors to your major league club. You you got some guys that are in AAA that might come up in September. You you've got you know you look where our player pipeline was last year, and you know you can say oh well, it was ranked between seven and fifteen or whatever you want to look you look at whatever. But we also had Ladolo, Green, Ashcraft all graduate to the big league club. Right. Barrero's graduated to the big league club. So now we're starting to have a good foundation. You know two years ago you had India and Stevenson graduate to the big league club we need to our foundation needs to come from that group of players from from growing from within and being able to have a good foundation at the major league club and then now we got to continue to grow and and supplement and, and bring on more talented players from our pipeline to to increase uh, the production of our major league club is, is where we're going
1: and even making um, trades where you're uh, you know you're buying low and selling high i, I guess when you look at flipping Dan Straley into Luis Castillo and then what you flip Luis Castillo for and after getting several years out of Luis Castillo of of dominance, even the Royal trade what was that was that Willy Mo Peña I'm trying yep. to yeah I mean it was I mean come on yep those are deals that this organization has to make
2: yeah and and you look at uh, uh, you can call it a trade tree you know you, you you look at a player that's that that turns into this that turns into this that turns into this that turns into this, turns into this and you know, the, we we have to be a team that's that's trading one player to get three back, not three to get one. Because you know we need to make sure that we're not trading to get players off of our uh, you know off of our team. We, we need to be able to get players in productive, and then at some point, you know, if we have to make a one for three trade, we have to make a one for three trade from the big league club. But I, I don't want to make a habit out of that. But you want to you you want to be able to bring quality players in to make them quality big league players and then wherever their career takes them they take them you know Nick Cassianos was a free agent we signed it was great to bring him in and and sign him and you know it just we we ended up not being in in that market but we ended up getting a draft pick you know Trevor Bauer was the same way we ended up getting a draft pick and and and, you know for for us it's uh you know continuing to rebuild through that rebuild through that and, and then using that money on something else that can help our club or something else that can help our club right. over here so we need to continue to 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 do that
1: now the the tough part of it, is, and it's tough for me uh i loved Luis Castillo for what i do he was gold um i you know saying goodbye to players like that but that's the tough part of the business and that is the business side of it
2: but but that's i i think and i agree and i know you're going yeah. somewhere else with this i think it's a tough part for all of us i think we when you look at it, it's like, well, your team on paper looks like this, but it's not on paper. I think we need to make sure that we're not just transactional in yeah. in making a transaction. You know, it, everybody always says, oh, well, it's 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 not personal, it's business. Well, it's it's always personal to this person on the other side of the table. So it's personal to the guys in the clubhouse. It's personal to the to the minor league coaches and and the scouts that that, that drafted this kid. It's personal to everybody, and I think that. We sometimes lose sight of that, and we need to make sure that that is that is taken to into account. You know, yeah. we we might have been able to trade some more players off of our major league club, but having good players on your club that can help your younger players grow is also important for, for what we're doing. So, you know, looking at it as we got to make sure we're not just looking at it as transactional only, because because whether it's 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 fans or people in your organization, Luis Casillo is one of the, one of the best guys in, in a clubhouse, and he was definitely hard to trade, but. You know, being able to talk to him before this pro, before we traded him, and said, "Hey, this is probably what's going to happen," and sit down and, and have that conversation is really important to help him, because it's 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 you know to be able to communicate to those guys and say, "Hey, this is what we're trying to do," and and you know I, I understand what this is going to get transactional, but you know everybody in the club everybody in the uh, in, in the group of players downstairs says, "Hey, look, they they are taking a personal approach, yeah. and it's important."
1: Well, that's. I'm glad you said that uh, because I was going to go a few different directions of where I was going. But one direction I was going to go uh, in the growing pains of it personally. I mean, let's face it, when this, at the beginning, back in spring training, there was a lot of heat publicly. Uh, and there still is. That, that's, you know, one, I'm glad that people care enough. People always ask me, well, what's it like? Uh, you know, you've been getting a lot of heat in the press and on social media. I'm like, hey, I'm glad people care. I'm glad people are that that passionate about it, but at the same time, um, you're human. You know, you've got kids, you've got a wife, you've got a family. I imagine the heat. How how do is it to deal with that heat?
2: Um, I I think you, there is work, there is home, but there's it it doesn't it doesn't work like that in this business. You know, I I think that's something where you just you got to be transparent with people. I I think you got to be straight with people. I'm not. If you ask me a question. I'm not going to lie about an answer because that's going to kill my credibility. But I don't want you. I to can
1: vouch for me. you on that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I don't want I don't want somebody to to say, hey, yeah, he tried to sell me this bag of, a bag of goods and 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 he he ended up. That's not what we're trying to do. Yeah. You know, I, I've said ever since I got this job, we're trying to build from within, and, and I think that's something that we're. We are focused on trying to build through our player pipeline, and and it's not it's not easy. It's not something we ha- we had to make some changes and, and and go through some growing pains over over the last you know over the last probably year and w- with with where we've gone. But it's something that we really do need to do, and and, and we really need to focus on in, in this market. And you know I, I know it's tough. I know some people don't like it. I know you know no fan wants to say hey we just trade our, our number one starter it's it's tough for me too but i know it's what we have to do and and you know my job is to do what's best for this organization and and you know try to build us into a sustainable winning club what is a daily what is a day in the life of a gm
1: we're going to delve into that when we come back chris collinsworth here my friends at western and southern are committed to making cincinnati the best place to live work and celebrate life That's why we proudly sponsor Ride Cincinnati, the region's premier cycling event dedicated to defeating cancer. Every rider raised dollar goes directly to cancer research and care right here in our community. Join the ride. Change the story. To register, visit RideCincinnati.org. Jim Day here. I've teamed up with Swift to talk about my favorite seasons, baseball and grilling, America's pastimes, where people come together to talk, to laugh, to revel in the joyous chaos of family and the shared love of these beautiful words. Play ball! And let's eat! This baseball season, ask for Swift Meats at your local grocer.
0: Good food, good moments, one great meal. Come together with Swift.
1: All right, Nick, being a GM, uh, man, you're on your phone constantly. In the land, you know, you used to be, pick up the phone and make calls. Now you guys are all texting you GMs and such, and, and your, your staff, et cetera. I don't know if there is a standard day for you, but you have to deal with the international class, the Dominican League, uh, A-ball, Rookie ball, double-A, triple-A, major leagues, transactions, 40-man roster. This guy's out of options. I mean, there's so much. And I know that you, you have staff underneath of you. But what is is there a typical day for a general manager in major I, league baseball?
2: I think first and foremost, it's important to have a good staff underneath you that you can say, hey, I need help with this. Because if you sit, if you sit in this chair and say, I don't need help, you're crazy uh, there everyone needs help because you can't do everything by yourself so having a really good staff around you that can that can oversee this department oversee this department oversee this department uh, is extremely important you know I, I look at our um, you know I, I look at our, our, our amateur Scouts right or our pro Scouts uh, in particular they're on an island right so you need to make sure that your your guys are having communication with with those with those folks because i'm not going to be able to pick up the phone every single day and call guys now i do i try to talk to as many guys as i can on on a uh, over time it's why you know joke around like i drove from miami but i while i was on my while i was in that drive i made a ton of phone calls and my wife thinks it's funny that uh and there, I'm getting one right now. <laughs> I, I I can't believe it took this long. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How many minutes we ended this podcast? <laughs> but you know, we we, uh, we 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 joke that it's it's a uh, it's a constant it's it's a constant uh, um, uh, it's constant communication w- w- with staff, and, and we have to have a good staff. Ar- I've got to have a good staff around me to be able to have that communication with with those guys. You know, I think that when. You look at a typical day. I, I don't look at it as typical days. We have, we have days where we are uh, more focused on the trade deadline or the draft. Or you know, right now in August, we're we're looking towards you know things for the off season right. or um, you know looking towards. Uh, 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 you know, when you're in the off season, it's like okay, planning for 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 next year. Uh, you've got planning for spring training, and, and spring training. You know, I, I, I joked with uh, the other day that we went to Iowa, and going to Iowa, everybody said, oh, we just showed up and we're there and we played a game. The amount of stat, the amount oh. of things our clubhouse staff did before we even got there, and and how they traveled. And I know Rick worked. Late into the night, the night before, just to yeah. travel on the plane, Rob Butcher and and Gary and these guys, you know, the coaching staff and what they had to do. Bo Thompson, that 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 one day was a huge ordeal, and I I was long for the ride, right? I, I I didn't, you know, those guys did a great job yeah. of of organizing themselves, getting ready for that for that day, and you know, that, that's a long day. We we left at nine forty five, got stuck in traffic at JFK, and I got home at at almost four o'clock in the morning, and yeah. I, I think that. That is, that's where your staff comes in, but it's nothing, there is no typical day. You know, you're gonna have calls and and, you know I try to save my calls up and I end up uh, walking and talking everybody laughs because I have my airpods in and I I use my hands when I talk like I am right now and (laughs) but I'll I'll, you know you want to get your exercise in maybe I'll go for a walk and make five phone calls and I'll walk three miles and come back so uh, I think that's uh, my assistant Sarah she always laughs at me because I'm pacing in my office when I'm talking on the phone so there's no typical day. It's just there's there's a lot of things that, that that come at you, and you have to figure out how to deal with them and and uh, and make the best out of certain situations.
1: Even this lowly podcast, you are squeezing in between things, which I appreciate. <laughs> so we're we're trying to move this along. I could ask you a million questions. By the way, as he. Uh, I'm going to stall for time because folks he is as we said the life of a journal manager he is sending a text right now and if you know this podcast you know that this is real and i don't edit stuff out (laughs) and uh he just sent his text now he's all good um when you talk like texts, calls i mean things it's 24 7 i mean i'm sure you got stuff going on after midnight i mean is there are there times that uh your wife is just like hey can you she turned the phone off, man. She
2: calls it my appendage, and uh, she she said at some points I'm uh, I'm going to throw your appendage out the window when we're in the car. she, it's it's not you know, it's not easy. You know, yeah. I, I will tell the story. So, last year at the All Star break, you know, with the draft going into the All Star break, we have, uh, you know, we, we don't have as many days off. So, but that Wednesday after the draft is over and and everything's completed and we're I said okay we're all going to take the day we we, we, sh- we shut our office and, and you try to take that day off and you know i took my kids swimming so we went we went and got something to eat afterwards and i got a phone call in the middle of lunch and it, w- it wasn't a big deal uh, it was about a draft signing and and you know whatever my my, my youngest lost her mind and and rightfully so she goes this is my day and i said okay you're right and so we we and we I, I said i'll call you back and and we finished lunch and and it, it wasn't it wasn't there was not emergency or but you just get calls and and texts so uh it's it is it is pretty funny that uh uh it, it does weigh on, on some folks so you know when i'm home i you try to stay home uh yeah. you know yesterday was a little different we I worked from home, so I was home a little bit, and then I, you know I walk. I'm, I'm the crazy neighbor that walks down, up and down the street while I'm on the phone. And then
1: there he is; he's facing again. Yeah,
2: no question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, your daughter, who I've met uh, several times, really into this
2: though. At my my oldest, Katie. She yeah. she, she loves to come to the game. Uh, my youngest, Paige. She she is more of uh, she enjoys the the. She enjoys the in between innings, I should say, so uh, but yeah they, they uh, you know they, they have a blast i took uh, I took my youngest last year to Daytona with me um, and she loved going we we went to uh, uh, we went to the game and she we went on senior citizen night for the first night and she played bingo with all the senior citizens my oldest she will come to a game and she is laser focused on what 's going on and what loves to Loves to know what's going on in the game, and and knows you know she walked into my office and knows what where, where everybody is on the board and wh- why why they're there, who they are. Really?
1: So she's looking at your your depth chart basically. She,
2: yeah. No, I'm talking about like oh. the, the, when you look at all of the all of the other 29 rosters, she's looking at those and knows who oh, they are. She, wow. She watches sports all the time, so so you know she she's really into it. She. You know, she loves sports though. So, so I mean, it's we can go to a football game and she's into that, and she just likes the 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 competitions. My the other one, she loves performances and dance. So, do you get different. heat from the oldest daughter about players? Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I said this before. I've never, you know, a few years ago, and she was younger. We, we traded Jay Bruce, and it was her favorite player, and it crushed her. It absolutely crushed her because that was her favorite player, yeah. and we, you know, we had to. We had to sit down and talk about, it, but she didn't talk to me for a couple of days, and she was really? angry. Oh yeah, she, she didn't talk. No, to no, either. no. It was she was angry.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh at your daughter being angry at oh, you, yeah. but life of a GM, it's not just social media or uh, the media. No, and but she'll, she'll take she'll, heat at
2: home. <laughs> she'll ask why we made a transaction. Like why did we, why did why, why did this per, this happen or this happen? She, yeah. She's very, she really enjoys that aspect of it. Right, right. I, I love that.
1: Um, analytics. Um, I could we could talk forever about this, but um, when Kyle Bodie was no longer in the organization, uh, there was a misconception out there. Oh, they're getting away from analytics here. They dove in full bore and now they're getting away from it. That is certainly not the case. And to follow up that question um how do you balance the analytics because everyone has the information now at first it was like well, which teams are in and which teams are not now everyone basically has the same information right is that yeah true
2: i mean for the most part everybody's everybody has a a a a package of analytics that they that they work with whether it's it's from a provider or you know sometimes it's it's there's stuff on their own that people do and you know you have that but everybody is doing is doing something
1: yeah Now, how do you balance, it's the teams I think that are gonna be successful going forward. I think everything's cyclical. We're gonna go back to everyone has the analytics. You would be stupid not to use the analytics. Like I'm an old school guy, but it's just information. I think people um, think of analytics as an action and not just information, if that makes any sense. so you'd be crazy not to use it, but how you apply that to the field, how you apply that to player development, how do you apply that to acquiring players is w- the good teams, the ones that are going to make it. How can you apply that and, and transition it to the field?
2: I think that first and foremost, whatever you get, it's about getting information and whether it's it's, you know, Past performance or predictive future performance or a scouting report or, you know, a coaching report on where, where a player is in your system. I think you're just getting information and the more information you have, the better decisions you're going to make. And, you know, people say, well, uh, you know, I've heard the stats versus scouts. A scouting report is analytics, right? You, you grade out a player, you grade out the player's tools. And when you have multiple reports, and you, you can run analysis on those reports as well. It's it's all together. It's not something that is – there's no cookie cutter. There's no black box. It's just taking all the information and, okay, this is how you're applying it here. This is how you're applying it there. I think that's something, you know, when, when we look at, uh, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, you need to do this as an organization. You need to do this as an organization. You know, I think every player is different, and every player is going to respond differently to – to the coaching or how they get information and making sure that we individualize it to that player. You know, I I might, uh, you know, I joke with people. I, I, uh, some, my wife and I are completely different, right? She reads really fast, and I can listen to podcasts in two times speed, and I, I get all the information. But I, it's it, – we process – Why you listen to the compact uh, like this? That's right. Yes. Hi, right, welcome into the Jim Day podcast, everyone. And we're two times right now. But, and so – no, but – That would drive me nuts, though. But you got to so, so have the time My, to my do wife like is them. the same way. She cannot – she doesn't like to listen to that stuff. But for me, I, I would rather – I can listen to a book – and uh, you know an audio book and i can get more out of it doing that i'll I'll drive and, and read an entire book and yeah. oh wow I, I i learned a lot but yeah. it's just it's we all learn differently we all we all process things differently so right. more information is great and then how you can distribute it out to a player how you can f- distribute it out to a coach or or a, a director a department or whatever that is it, it's just figuring out how to synthesize that information to whoever needs it
1: yeah you guys have been going uh drafting uh shortstops trading for shortstops athletes i won't say shortstops middle infield guys and there's been several i mean eric davis and there i mean billy hamilton was a shortstop there, there's so many that came up as shortstop that you move elsewhere so i don't want to get into that boring stuff because some of these guys are not all going to remain shortstops but there's so many strikeouts in baseball mm-hmm. averages are down if you know that old you remember averages, right? Batting average. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, would this organization be benef- benefited by drafting and developing contact hitters? Would that be part of your formula? Guys that put the ball in play.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think there's there's a lot to be said, right? Like if I get a, have a contact hitter who has zero power, well, it's a lot easier to pitch to that person. Right. Yeah. So I'm not going to walk that guy. So. There's there's a, there's there's a trade-off on, on all of that. right? Yeah. You've got to, you know, having impact, you know, when I say impact, it's it's being able to take a good at-bat, being able to hit the ball hard when you, t- you know, being able to take your walks, being able to, to get yourself on base. That's what we need to have. We need to have impact players. Yeah. And, look, you've got some role players or some platoon guys, but how can we develop impact players? Premium athletes that can impact the baseball, right? Then on the defensive side, how can we impact the defense? Getting a shortstop doesn't say, "Hey, we're going to put eight guys at shortstop and have a pitcher." Come on, like we all know that, right? That's, right. that's ridiculous. But if you can play shortstop, you most likely can be an above-average second baseman, right? Because you you need the range to play shortstop. If you can play shortstop, and you know you you might end up at third base, you might end up at first base, you might end up in left field or center field premium athletes is what we're looking for just because you're playing shortstop right now. doesn't make a difference. We're looking for premium athletes who can play both sides of the ball, both offense and both defense. And I think that's, that's what we focused on, whether it's, it's, it's players that are, uh, we, we we just want players who can do both things because they're going to be the best players in the big leagues.
1: I completely agree with it. Uh, as we move this along, I've, uh, I've got to ask you about how you came up in the game. We're going to do that after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, back with Nick crawl. Now we got all that boring stuff out of the way. I want to know how you got here because your story is great. Now, if you uh Moneyball, the movie Moneyball, very popular, the story Moneyball, um, and Little did some people know that a young Nick crawl was a part of that were you not? Where did it start for you?
2: yeah you know it, I was it you know I, I went to I went to school and and i I was a business major uh, to start and then uh, I changed my major uh, to kinesiology I, I I grew up in a, around a small business so um, some of the business stuff was hold
1: on for uh, us dummies. What's
2: kinesiology? Uh, the study of the body movement, basically. Thank you. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, you know, I I grew up around a small business, and it, it was great to see uh, my grandfather and then my, then my father run that business and, and and work for a small business. And I said, you know, people have always asked like, what what job has helped you prepare you for this? And and, and that's you know, first, I think that's that helped me prepare me a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, being working for a business where you've got you know, maybe you've got your your uh, your labor who who has a high school education, or maybe not. You've got some some guys that, who who have uh, uh, gone to trade school, and then you might have an engineer who has a doctorate, and you know you've got everybody in between. And it's the same thing here. You might have a, an international player that that doesn't have a high school education, high school education. You might have a you know, and and they might be coaching in your system or playing in your system, and then you might have. Uh, Nick Wan might be the smartest guy in our organization he's got doctorates uh, you, you know, uh, coming out of his ears so um, i think that and uh, when you look at that everybody in between it's just it's it's that was a, it's a great start to have to be able to see that from as a kid and now as a kid I, I can tell you my dad was joking with me the other day at a game that you know i wasn't the best of construction workers at at 16 I, I, and i know that um <laughs> You know, it, it's just it's, it, you know, we we talk about that stuff, but that's that's where it started. It's where it, it, you know, I wanted to work in baseball. I've always wanted to work in baseball, and and, and you know, I ended up uh, graduating from LSU in in, in uh, two thousand, and I wanted to I wanted to walk on and play. I never really had big league aspirations. I wanted to walk on and play. I never got to, uh, but it was a great learning opportunity for me. Um, I got to go help out with the the local uh, university high. Uh, as a as a student assistant coach and and and, and work with the softball team and, and you know I got to help out with a lot of different areas and it, I learned a lot by doing that but trying to get into into hey how do I get to the big leagues I, I, I didn't know how to do it so I took an internship in New Jersey uh, which is is a now defunct it was a short season team that, that that's no longer there I think they're a, a uh, independent team now but I lived in a camper with Two other guys my size, and I'm, I'm a pretty big guy, and and but I li- We lived in a camper with beds that you know our feet hung over. Uh. Um, every now and then we'd have bears in our front yard, and you'd have to throw some food that to what? go have the bears run, and you can get to your car. Oh yeah, it was just they were there. So it, it's something that you know I, I, I joke with people that that's how I started. But I started, and I think we had six full time staff and 15 interns. At the end of the year, I think we had five full time staff and three interns. It was a great experience for me, it, and I say great, I do mean great. It, it was I got to work in media relations, sales, uh, I, I got to work in uh, uh, in merchandise, I, I, everything around the business side. But yeah. at the end of the day, or at the end of the year, with three interns and five full time staff, I was supervising all the game day staff. It, it was it was an awesome experience, not what I wanted to do. And you know, I was offered a full time job, but I, I just it's not what I really wanted to do. I wanted to work in baseball ops, so I took a job. Uh, as a uh, uh, as a clubhouse manager in in Visalia and A ball and for me that was probably my favorite my favorite thing that I, I I got to learn what it was like to be a minor league player you got to travel on the bus you got to do everything I got to go to spring training and uh, learn how learn what to do you know yeah. how, how to be a good clubhouse guy and I, I, when I was in Daytona I was sitting with a scout uh, for the A's who who was who was a player on that team and we were joking about that you know all those times. You know, one night uh, we the uh, uh, I ended up driving the bus home from the ballpark. Like we just had to figure it out, <laughs> and it, it was it was a, it was a it was a fun story. But it, but it was crazy. But it was a fun story. But it's I learned what it was like to work in player development, to live in player development, to live on the road, and and you you, you know having that experience helps me think about how how, how minor league players are now. Mm-hmm. And then you know, interning in Oakland, it was just a transition where. Uh, you know people recommended me uh for for the for the position and and i got to do a a bunch of different things and whether it was the bat boy or or intern or answering phones working on the boards and and just going to lunch i learned a ton and and coming here after that it it, you know i learned it was great to see to take the video stuff and then just keep working your way up through uh through baseball
1: yeah well when you start that at the very bottom like you said you'd learn everything um and even being a bat, would you ever cr- critique the Bat Boys since you were a Bat Boy with the Ace? Oh, That's
2: Rick's job. <laughs> that's Rick's job. Now, I, I, you know.
1: now, did you appear in the movie? Or is there like a little snippet of you?
2: Yeah, they're, they're like if you see the old, oh, the old, the old video, like the old yeah. highlights. Yeah, you can see me running across a couple times. So my kids like, that's not you. Yeah, that's fine. Really, they uh, yeah. they ripping you for the? No, no, <laughs> I, 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 you know. Those, uh, Billy, David, Paul, those guys were uh, incredible to me uh, when I was a kid. And, and, you know, it's 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 something I look at with, with our internship program. I started our internship program uh, when I got here and, um, you know, we, we've been very successful. I think we have, I think it's 54, or 55 of our interns have gone on to uh, uh, be work in major league front offices, uh, work as agents or the commissioner's office. And, you know, whether it's uh, uh, GM, a assist, couple assistant GMs, vice president. Like, it's been great to see. Now you're a young guy, and your tree is pretty big. You got it's, a lot of branches. It's been a lot of fun to see. I think it's the thing I'm most proud of. It like yeah. to watch people come in and grow and learn and and just you know, we were just a small part in, in in their success. But it's great to see them. It's great to see them. You know, doing really well for themselves. And and you know, you you travel around, you get to see them. At, you know, whether you have lunch or. You know, see him at the ballpark or stuff like that, but it's it's really it's really that's probably the most rewarding thing that in twenty years that, I, that I've been able to do.
1: You're probably hating me that I keep going back to this Moneyball thing, but that team in that movie, how special was it to be around
2: that team? Yeah, it was. It, it, you know, we went to the playoffs and we were we were good, and it was fun every day. To you know, we we won. I think we tied for the most wins in the uh, in the American League. It, it was it was a really good team. It was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Now the only thing I I love the movie, but the only thing that uh, that ticks me off about it is that they act like you didn't have a pitching staff; that it was all Scott Hatterberg and the the hitters, and uh, that's a pretty good starting pitching.
2: Yeah, we hey we <laughs> we, we had good starting pitching. Um, we had uh, uh, they kind of glance over that. They don't even actually they
1: don't even glance over it. It's I mean pitchers didn't exist in that movie.
2: We we had guys we had guys. Aaron Horan got to the big leagues that year, and it was to, you know. Had a good big league career and was barely our fifth star. I mean, he, I think he was our fifth starter for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And, but you know whether it was Mulder Hudson Zito or Corey Lytle. Yeah. And, and Mulder Hudson and, Zito, yeah. we, we're
1: just going to cut that out of the movie. It no, didn't it's, play any part of it.
2: No, we we had a lot of good players. I mean, we had that year. We had Barry Zito won the Cy Young yeah. and Miguel Tejado won the MVP. So right. it was it was a it was a pretty special year. Were you around Billy Bean Munch? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did his board, and, and like, he took me to lunch. Uh, they, they, He, Paul, and, and David, I sat at the end of the hall, and when it was lunchtime, they, they came and grabbed me, and, and I got to go to lunch with those guys. I learned a lot at lunch or in meetings. They let me in where, you know, I, we had such a small front office that yeah. I, I, was, I was exposed to a lot. And they, they were – it, it's – how I felt as an intern is how we model our internship program. Yeah. You know, getting people involved and, 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 and including them in and stuff and where they can – it is a learning experience. You know, our, that, That's why I'm, I'm very proud of our internship program because those guys took care of me when, whenever I was an intern, and I will never forget that.
1: Well, I think better days are coming for you, and it's already – it's going good right now. So uh, I will say it publicly. Uh, I think you're on the right track. Yeah, there's going to be some growing pains. It might be a couple of years that's uh, more pain. Don't know. Hopefully not. But I think you're on the right path.
2: No, we just need to keep building towards what we want to get to.
1: Yeah. Appreciate your time. I know you've got to get somewhere else. By the way, his phone, is, it rang, what, three or four more times. You've got some texts waiting for you. So <laughs> the wife of a GM, and I don't have the juice of his wife or his oldest daughter or, or his youngest daughter. Like, this is my day.
2: Yeah,
1: that's fair. (laughs) I appreciate the time that you carved out for our audience, and I hope you'll come back. Absolutely. Thanks, Jim. All right, that is Nick Kroll, everyone. I have so much more to ask this man and so much more to just get to know the guy behind the facade that is a GM. But we appreciate it, and as always, thank you for joining us for the Jim Day Podcast, and we will see you on down the road, everyone. Bye-bye.
0: Baseball presents. Baseball past Gonna share a few stories Gonna have a few laughs On the gym